0: Welcome to Tomlin's Harmonica Podcast. I'm your host, Tomlin, and this is the place to be for a variety of harmonica-related content, including interviews, lessons, and discussions about all aspects of harmonica playing. This podcast is brought to you by the Tomlin Harmonica School, where I provide a step-by-step curriculum for beginners to advanced intermediate players, as well as personalized feedback and all the resources you need to get better at Blues Harmonica. Go to TomlinHarmonicaSchool.com to get your first month for $1 using the promo code PODCAST, Today's guest is a well-known harmonica player and teacher on YouTube. He works hard to teach harmonica in a fun and creative way. In his own words, he teaches with a touch of the absurd. His name is Benjamin Tremblay-Carpentier, but you might know him better as Harmonica Vaudeville. How are you doing today, Benjamin?
1: I'm doing great, man. I'm with you. It's almost sunny here, Uh, no snow yet, and
0: life is good. Very cool. So for people who don't know where you're from, will you, will you tell us where you are?
1: Well, where I am right now, I'm in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Uh, but where I'm from, I'm from a small town called Val d'Or. Um, well, Val d'Or would be <laughs> how I say it in normal, but it's about eight hours northwest of Montreal. So it's really deep in the wood with about three hours of forest before you hit my, fir- my town.
0: Wow, that's that's like right right in the in the wilderness. Yeah, well, well, I
1: mean, for people who never went to the, the province of Quebec or in Canada, it's such a big country that when you you're born in it, you don't realize it. But when you see you go in France and Belgium, and you say, okay, so you can change country the in car in about three hours, and you're in the next country. I mean, I'm not even to my half of the way to see my parents so that's a real um haha moment yeah you would definitely
0: say. yeah we uh, we did our honeymoon uh in in kind of uh the northeast corner of united states but we started in montreal uh, mm. and absolutely loved it uh we're definitely going to be be coming back but we want to do more of canada it's like here's just a tiny little bit and there's so much more
1: yeah. Well, it's funny because when, oh, you should have told me. Oh no. Okay. Honeymoon, forget
0: <laughs> it. Stay with your
1: love. But uh, yeah. When people come in Montreal and from another country, they are always like, okay, I want to do this, see the whales, see a bear, go in the deep forest and go there and there. And you're like, dude, you, you want to to go through like 12 country and five days, that won't happen. <laughs>
0: oh, no, I mean, we, we spent five days in Montreal, and that wasn't yeah. enough.
1: <laughs> no, of course, of course. Montreal is such such a creative, artistic, and all other interests. But for me, I mean, I want to see show. I want to jam. I want to meet people from all around the world. And Montreal is really a nice place. Right mm. now, it's a bit less... Uh, <laughs> Um there's a lot less show. I mean, bar yeah. clothes and everything. But still, I, I, I play like... Tomorrow I'm going to play with uh, people. Uh... It's like a, a meeting about traditional Quebec musician and dancer and flamenco uh, dancer and musician. And we kind of blend the two style together to see what could go out of this meeting.
0: Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I was going to ask you how, how it's been over the last what is it, six, seven months? Um, mm-hmm. have, have the venues just been completely closed all the way through? Um, have you gigged at all?
1: Well, it's a roller coaster. So it's like, okay, nothing's going to happen outside of my studio. So I'm more in doing a lesson, uh, building new cars or finding new way to jam because I I really need to jam in. It's, it's overall improvisation. To improvise is something that makes me feel really good, and mm-hmm. then I kind of put out the stress, all the thing that I need to do, I need to master is, I don't, I don't care. I just improvise and say what I feel with music. Mm. Uh, so I work on new idea to kind of get my student to improvise with me and jam. Just mm. totally give a concept, and we jam for one hour, and there's people from all over the world. Who are jamming together for some time the first time or uh, so 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 that's kind of keep me going in one way but yeah i did some gigs some festival with all the the respect of um the distanciation distance word in english right distancing distancing oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay so so uh, with all the respect of the distancing and people who are great and it's, it was really fun to finish the first song and hear, oh yeah, that sound, I totally forgot it when you stop <laughs> to play. And people say, yeah, good job, we like it. We're gonna send you love because you just gave us some. And this, it's such such a great honor and fun. And to be with other musicians and playing, it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I play a lot with, with my instrument alone. I really think that there's going to be a lot of one-man band we are going to come the next year <laughs> yeah. just because of all of this. Um, and I play with other people, practicing with all the, the reality that we need. I try to practice with Zoom. Eh, sorry, man. That won't happen again. I can jam with people, but working mm-hmm. and try to place beat on the good uh, beat, that no.
0: Yeah, yeah that, that's a, I've had so many students over lockdown saying, "Oh, yeah, we we, we should totally play together." And, mm. and how do you make it work? And and I've tried Zoom. I've tried I've tried proper software for jamming with music. I can't remember what it's called, but but there's this software mm. that's supposed to enable a whole band to play together. And it's just it could be five milliseconds out. It's too far. It feels so wrong when everything isn't sitting on the beat. <laughs> Yeah, we,
1: well, uh, I, I kind of out the way of jamming through internet because it's not the same feel, it's not the same uh, logic with the beat, mm-hmm. but there are some ideas that I work on that work well, and I, I, I still have a lot of fun, and I'm really happy. At first, I was like, oh, yeah, another Zoom jam that won't go right, and oh, okay, this will go right. Oh, and this is possible, and now I'm like, yeah today i'm gonna to jam with two different group, and we're gonna go there and do this okay and they're gonna and i see the fun they have too so i'm really happy that i find some some ideas to jam
0: nice but I can, i'm kind of imagining call and response working quite well and yeah and yeah. backing track or keeping the
1: groove and more exchange dialogue yeah so we don't need if i, I say hey how are you you're not gonna you're not gonna count one two three great and no. try to fit it on a B. So that's more the the way I, I work for now.
0: That's very cool. It's very creative. I I like that you you found a solution to a problem that every musician on the planet has right now. It's uh that's very cool. Um. So you said that you're you're working on new things. You're working on uh, new courses. Uh, mm-hmm. what, do you want to tell us a little bit more about that?
1: Well, uh, I, I mean, I, I got different courses, but. Like I was listening a lot of your podcast and how you work with students and how you realize that sometimes we kind of think it's going to be really easy to learn this. And when we're going to teach it, we're like, oh, yeah, but I forgot to. OK, and maybe they're going to need that. And you're always going to go back. So I did some uh, tutorial and method that I, I'm working back on it and say, OK, I can change that. And oh, OK, this is missing to just do the link with that. So I got a, a blues classes that's going to teach you how to improvise mm-hmm. I, I really i'm really into make people jam with each other instead of learning repertoire i love to learn repertoire but i need to jam and this particular instrument is like the the best instrument for me to keep in my pocket and in any situation somebody say hey could you play yeah of course i have my harmonica on me i'm an harmonica player yeah. and that's my first how could I say it? It's my first rule to really if you hesitate of saying, Yeah, I'm not good enough to say I'm an art player, my first question is, Do you have your harmonica on you? If you say yeah, you're an art player, that's the end of the line. But if you're a professional and I meet you on the street and say, Hey, do we jam? Do you have your harmonica? And you say, Oh no, I didn't doubt that it would be useful to bring my harmonica on me outside you're not a harmonica player at that moment. You can be it in the next hour, just grab an harmonica, but you cannot say you're a harp player if you don't have your harp on you. That's the bottom line for me.
0: Oh man, if if we had uh, ran into each other in Montreal when I was on my honeymoon, you would have said I wasn't a harmonica player.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but that's all right. I, I'm not a harmonica player sometime, but really, really rarely because uh. it's I go out and i i'm gonna climb back my stair just to grab an harmonica and even if i'm almost at the metro because first i don't want to get a student cut me uh, and i don't want to miss the opportunity to play it's Mm -hmm. happened like two or three times in my life that i said dude you're so stupid so so i wouldn't say that to anybody else of course but to me I, i can handle it and you just miss a great moment to just give a smile to somebody mm-hmm. or just to meet somebody that you cannot do anything else than play music with him because he doesn't speak your language, uh, because we don't know what to say, but we're going to know what to play. Yeah, And that's three times in my life. And that's what I say. It, c'est pas grave. It's really not a big deal if you mm-hmm. don't have it today. But remember it. Yeah. Because after three times, you're going to get pissed. Well, each time you're going to get pissed and clear yeah. that of your life.
0: Definitely, definitely. And I think it's important for people to hear that and also to hear that it doesn't have to be super serious. It's just, it's a way to have a a casual conversation. I've had a few scenarios um, when I've done workshops or when I've done gigs and I've said to students, you know, come, bring harmonicas and, and I'll get you up on stage and you'll, you'll play a 12-bar blues. It'll be great. And they arrive, they see the band and, and my my band are amazing. Like I, I'm, I'm like they are such great musicians, which I think is a really good thing for a student to get up on stage and play with the best <laughs> yeah. musicians they can find. But often students will say, "Oh yeah, so uh, I didn't bring my harmonicas," and I'm like, "Nah, I know you brought your harmonicas." Of course they have it in their <laughs> yeah. pocket. And and I think it's it's important to. I know it's scary sometimes, but it's important to take every every uh, possible. Opportunity to play, especially with people who are really good. Um, You know that they're not going to—they're not there to make you feel bad about yourself. They're there to to help you, you know, learn something and and express yourself and have a conversation. And back you up. They are the best people. Uh, It's what I say. If
1: you have a chance to play with a professional. Go for it, dude. Even if you do a mistake, he's going to catch you up and do the Mm -hmm. chord that's going to feel that you were really a genius at that moment. Instead of doing a mistake, it was, oh, wow, a flat five or a sharp 11 or anything that they're going to catch up to you because they are professional. Yeah. And that's the best way to feel a good musician is to play with people that's going to back you up greatly. Mm -hmm. Sometimes... I hear, oh, yeah, like in the guitar when I was a young guy, people were saying, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm more a lead guitarist. You know, uh, the other guitarist is less good than me, so I, I'm going to put it on the comping. Dude, what? So you, you build a wall on a guy who cannot really keep the beat and you, you have the, the ambitious to do something really great. Everything is going to fall. You need to have great musicians to back you up mm-hmm. when it's possible. And yeah. if not, that's great. They're going to learn with you, so any musician is always nice to play.
0: Definitely. Always take take the opportunity. Um, and yeah. Well it,
1: Carry on. In Montreal, we have a, a, a an um not an evening, but um how could I say it? It's once a month. We call it Harmonica a Capella mm-hmm. in True World. And it's been there till I think 2010, when I came in Montreal, my friend kind of started this night once a month and there's an open mic exclusively for harmonica player of all style that need to play in general alone Mm -hmm. and then there's a band with an harmonica player and his project so it's an harmonica night an harmonica festival once a month uh from 2010 till then uh, till today and it's really great because we saw so much variety, so much diversity in the playing because in Montreal, we have uh, traditional Quebecois, traditional Irish music, uh, blues, jazz, beatbox. Uh, uh, we got uh, harmonica, bass harmonica, chord harmonica, really a big kind of wild possibility, Klesmeier music. Uh, uh, we even have a Perse, Perse, music Perse. How you say that in English? I don't know.
0: Shoot. What hmm. what style is it like? Give give me some.
1: At, uh, music pers uh, traditional music uh, pers shit. I'm gonna ask my friend and come cool. back <laughs> with that. But uh, we, we had so much diversity that for harmonica player in Montreal who came to that event, uh, you would hear one traditional uh, reel from Quebec and then an Irish reel and then an incredible chromatic player and then a tremolo player and then a diatonic who just play tongue block and really is deep into that style. And another one who play chromatically and play, I don't know, take five. So you're always like, oh yeah, it's like a restaurant, but not a cheap restaurant buffet. It's like, oh yeah, wow, okay, that's it. Oh, we can do this too. So with my student and with Amatar, I I saw the level go really up in the jam area because I'm like, oh yeah, I know you have an us Let's go jam. 12-bar blues, uh, just a groove in D minor. I'm going to hit a 6-8 beat or just one chord or just let's go do a vamp together. Just a vamp, no blowing, no melody if you don't feel it, but just come up and feel all the love and the challenging of playing for people and mm-hmm. see the people being inspired by you. It's, it's yeah. not about the level. It's just about... There's a lot of great levels going to stay sit on their chair because they're not good enough. They're not ready. They didn't prepare a song. And you see that guy You say, oh, yeah, hi. My name is, Uh, and I played for uh, two weeks. Yeah. So I'm going to do this. And he's doing a train, and then he's going to go sit. And then you see all the other players to come, and he's like, oh, my God, what did I do? And you did the greatest thing today. You, You went play, and you didn't choke. That's perfect.
0: Absolutely, it's oh, it's it's so important for people to remember that because uh, I hear it all the time. You know, my biggest goal in life is to be able to jam, and I'm like, okay, well, let's let's jam, and and they think that it's something that's going to be twenty years away. Uh, mm-hmm. When I'm sure, like you and I, I think we're probably quite similar. When we have a student in front of us, you know, day one we start we start jamming. That's super important, and it's it's that dialogue.
1: Yeah, well, it's always amazes me how people kind of see the, the music or, or the art in general like something sacré, uh, something... Um, sacred. Sacred. Yeah. It's like if you say, hey, let's jam, just fooling around, just play I'm going to keep a beat, just do a four-draw solo band, that, that, that's it. And they, oh, no, but I know I'm not really enough, and oh, no, I don't isolate enough, or, uh, and you say, okay, let's play baseball. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, this guy is a professional. Oh, great. Why anybody are stressed or of playing sport with professionals in, in general, they're like, yeah, I'm gonna play soccer, I'm gonna play hockey and nobody's gonna choke in general. Mm-hmm. But when you say let's jam, you see the eyes getting bigger and like, oh my God, what did I do? Oh no, I, I shouldn't, I, 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 I doesn't deserve to play with you. Yeah. Dude, we're just chatting. It's just, instead of a word, it's notes, it's sound, it's expression in another way, and that's perfect. And you have something really interesting to say that I want to hear. Definitely,
0: definitely. Okay, let's 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 go in a slightly different direction. I want to go back in time. Uh, I want well, to I want to get the the origin story. Um, so, do you, do you come from a, a musical family?
1: Ah, not at all, man. <laughs> uh, I, when I was young, my my mother bought me um. Uh, how do you say it, Uh, xylophone? uh,
0: Xylophone.
1: Yeah, kind of xylophone, but in uh, in metal. Okay. So, uh, uh, and and I kind of mess up with this kind of instrument and I still have it like 30-something years uh, later. Uh, It's in my studio room and sometimes I just just remember where I came from. It's like, I started with you, man. And then uh, I kind of discovered guitar because my big brother played guitar and was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. He's cool. He's my big brother. (laughs) Of course. You know how it is. And then I went in classical guitar. I discovered a composer, Cuban composer, called Leo Brauer. And he was like the joint of classical and pop rock music. He's like, this is not what kids listen right now. Of what I see, so I'm gonna compose song in power of uh, a study with power chord, and for a guy who played some rock and metal, it's like, oh yeah, that song is really cool, and that's classical, dude, and this study is like kind of an improvisation, getting into it, and all his all his work is awesome. If you have have chance to listen to Leo Brouwer, it's perfect. So. With the classical guitar, I went to study in music. I decided uh, in in Quebec, we have something between the, uh, before university. That's okay. called a CEGEP. It's like a two or three year of study that you can do. And that's why I kind of went in music, because I wasn't really a good player. But it's kind of a between that can give you a chance to get the level to go to university. Um, and at that time, that's where I met my first harmonica player in a party because there it was the first year there was teaching jazz diatonic harmonica, so you can study music awesome. and play repertoire jazz. And so I was in a party, and that's the typically blues guy with the low voice of cigarette and alcohol. And I'm like, he's like, oh, what are you playing? Oh, I'm classical guitar man, and it's really cool. Oh yeah, and you? Oh, I'm playing harmonica. Oh, and I realized I never heard harmonica really or ar- realized that harmonica exists until I was 18 or 19. I was like, oh, could you play something? Of course. And the guy added harmonica in him. He was an harmonica player. Nice. He's like, Doo, do, 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 I'm like, holy crap. What, what a great sound and such expression and such, whoa, but I didn't realize that that guy played chromatically, he did tongue block, he tuned his harmonica, he customized harmonica, and he was a student at that time. So, I, And I had the chance to take a secondary instrument. So I said, oh, okay, that's it, man. I didn't know what to do because I was really into classical guitar and that was enough because I had. I started playing at 16 or 17. So when I arrived, what I saw in music, School, it's like, oh, yeah, you start at six? Mm-hmm. What? At six, I was playing in the wood with my axe. <laughs> oh, and you you start violin at four. And, okay, you know the theory? You can sing sight reading? Oh, so I was all over my head learning all the theory and try to sing. And it was such a challenge so that I, I didn't think of another instrument, but the harmonica kind of came in and jumped in my face and say, dude, that's what you want to do. So, I started learning with my first teacher, um, Sylvain Rodrigue, who was, it's one of the guys who influenced a lot of the modern playing. He was uh, coming from the hourly kind of minding of playing chromatically, uh, playing jazz, playing blues, playing Irish music, Quebecois. So, my first contact with harmonica was three or four players who played chromatically, uh, played bass harmonica, chord harmonica, harmonica. In my first year, I... I discovered that kind of world that I realized at first I thought if you play harmonica, you play chromatically a diatonic and you need in some way to learn maybe bass or chord harmonica because if you want to play with an ar- harmonica player, that's the way to go. So in the first year, I kind of eat and eat everything like, oh shit, I'm really not good. I thought it was easy and okay, you're playing a Coltrane solo. Oh, shoot. and i'm like shit i need to isolate my throat oh and i need to ban and the two or three first year was like okay i'm really not good at it and i need to work my ass and i did it and i work and i work and after a while i realized dude i don't i don't really listen to harmonica except for our levy trio globo was something for me who touched me a lot and uh, my friend who are playing in different style but when i start to listen, general harmonica player that we listen on the radio, I was like, oh, so I I can play with other people. I'm not that awful player. So maybe that's why I want so much to teach people to have confidence in themselves and jam. Because for years, I thought I was the laziest harmonica player in the world who couldn't achieve nothing. But I realized that I could do a lot. And my friends were really Really awesome with me because they include me in jam. And they, oh, yeah, you should buy an harmonica bass. I saw one on eBay. You should, yeah, it's cheap. Okay, we're going to tune it for you. Okay, let's jam. So that's a bit of my first contact with harmonica.
0: That's very cool. And, and I, I think this is a really good point to kind of c- come into your teaching style um, because I, I, I love the, the caption you have on your channel, which is, apprendre à jouer avec un touche de l'absurde, which is, is literally learn to play with just a, a touch of absurdity, uh, which I think is great. It shows that you're you're trying to help people not take it so seriously. Um, that's clearly something that's that's very important to you. Uh, do you think that's because you met very serious players and realized that, that you wanted to make it a little bit more uh, democratic?
1: Um, no, I think I really went for who I am. That would be the uh-huh. best response because I'm a guy who loves to laugh. Or I don't take myself seriously. And if you see some of my videos, sometimes I get a beer, sometimes I have half a beer, half a mustache, and I play with... Different concept just for fun. Right now, I got clown friends who learn harmonica and we have a lot of fun of exchanging. And with a lot of my band, I I feel a lot better when I'm joking. Mm -hmm. I I take music seriously, but what I want to share with people is just having fun, whatever the level of difficulty it should be. And for my teaching, I just saw all the great teachers around were so much in different... Uh, pat and master different technique and different thing I'm like dude I'm kind of a clown coming there and like yeah I, I can teach you things but I'm not a virtuoso I I don't want to be a virtuoso I just want to have fun and take my level always a bit f- forward and that's how I, I went in the, the tutorial with my big brother who say, oh yeah we should start a channel YouTube and teach harmonica you love it and it could go somewhere with the teaching because Harmonica Vaudeville is really not just me. It's me and my big brother who inspired me to play music at first years ago. And years later, he came to me because he's kind of an engineer who's thinking a lot and me, I'm more the artistic guy who's playing a lot and said, dude, at some point, it, it would be great that you could teach online. I'm like, yeah, but no. No, man. <laughs> what I see of going online is getting um, troll and all the the, the mean kind of thing that I had in mind, like, I'm not going to put my face on internet to get kind of slapped by people or don't like my style or don't like this or don't like that. And and it took about two years for him to kind of coming back and, yeah, but we should do something. And I'm like, dude, if I'm going to do it, it's because I really like you and because we are so much different. We don't see us, we don't see each other enough because it's in another sphere of world. And that project kind of starts, yeah, let's hang up together and work together on a project and keep it for doing something great, but it needs to be fun. That's mm-hmm. If it's just work and problems, uh, that won't happen. So we kind of start and do... Uh, intro clowness, humoristic uh, funny intro on my video tutorial and after a while i realized that it's great but it's so much work to think of a joke each time for each week and then turn the joke and then oh yeah we need to do the lesson too okay and then you put the video on and you say maybe if i don't put so much work on my joke at first i could just teach more and less do work because I'm sure, and I know you realize it and you know it, it's so much work, man, to teach online and understand all the program, all the the great sound, the great video. Okay, why that guy have a a bug with his sound? And okay, what I can do and how how can I teach it? Because it's not the same of doing a tutorial on YouTube and having someone in front of you. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of adjustment that I didn't realize. I can do a joke. And start my lesson ten minutes later when it, you're in front. You're not gonna go away. I lock my door anyway. Don't try. <laughs> but on internet you can so much say, oh, "Okay, I want to hear a, how to. I want to know how to ban." And you're just joking, and I I, I don't get it. And the, oh, okay, that was funny, but okay now you're gonna teach me how to ban, dude. That's not the way it's gonna do. So it's, so that's it. I, I, more and more I I, I keep the the humoristic touch through the lesson but mm-hmm. not too much in the beginning of the lesson
0: but it's worked so well for you so much so that you know people listening to this if they've not watched any of your videos uh, all of benjamin's videos are in french and yeah. yet i have tons of english-speaking students who don't understand any french who love your videos because oh, they're, they're wow. so easy to follow. Even if you don't understand the language, you make it so easy to learn what you're working on, and it's very engaging. Uh, and I think that, that's, that's really, really cool. Uh, what I would be interested to know is if you've ever been tempted to do some English language videos to, to kind mm-hmm. of even make your reach even further.
1: Well, I, I tried some idea of um, mute. Mute? Mute. Mime yeah, tutorial. Yeah, yeah. That, so I, I don't say a word. I, I think I did two. That I, I just don't say a word and I just show the tablature and then play a small pieces and go through the song like this. And it was really fun. But at some point, for some technique, you need some tips that's going to mm-hmm. help you, especially for bend, overblow, or, or tongue block, or just to improvise. Sometimes you, you need, we need to talk. Uh, and yeah of course i would love to teach some tutorial in english because like you says sometimes people write to me dude i don't understand what you're saying but i really get what you're playing and i follow your your tutorial even if i don't understand what you're saying so i was like oh cool and sometimes i got on internet you're always like is it spam is it mean yeah. <laughs> or is it great and especially it's if it's in a language that you don't understand so all the time i see something i like okay that's russian i think so let's go to google translate to see and great job man whoa okay so you don't speak french or english and yeah so yes i would love to do some uh, tutorial or method in english but it's so much work just to do uh in french and i i really want to work, there's so much great player and teacher in French, but I I want to do something really specific for the French people because what I realize, because I'm in Montreal, I'm close to the States and a lot of music from the States come, influence uh, the Canada and the Quebec more than if I lived in Europe that maybe I would have other influence, of course. but when I went in internet, there's a lot of people from France and Belgium because French play, player live a lot there. There's a lot of player there. And I was like, oh, wow, there's a big gap, I realize, between French and English player. Mm-hmm. Because when you speak with an English uh, and American player, I can say a name that they never heard of. And I'm like, dude, that's... It's not... The equivalent of our Levy is just another player who is as much important as our Levy, and you don't know him, but you love our Levy. It's like, for me, it's a nonsense. Mm-hmm. And the more I go deep, and like, oh, you love Jason Ritchie. Oh, but you should listen to that guy. And if you look a bit, they even know each other. So I'm kind of trying to do a gap with the community, French community and the English community. But at first, I need to have. A French community mm-hmm. and that's what I'm working on uh, with my tutorial with my Facebook I got a Facebook group who is such a great honor and pleasure for me because people there are great there was there had work to do to explain myself at first of what I wanted really to put on uh, of course no mean exchange more uh, help uh, more uh, getting encouraged motiv- motivate
0: motivation yeah, yeah
1: motivation from other people of all level and and then what we're gonna do is play together and maybe do some easy challenge just to give get you out of your room out of your house and go play in the park and okay go just do this and small little thing but i see a lot of people like dude i never went to play outside of my home and yesterday i I did your challenge uh, play outside that's Bottom line, just go do a vamp or a lick outside and put you in danger that maybe somebody's going to hear you and maybe he's going to say, hey, great job, and you're going to get stressed by that. And those things happen, and I'm always so proud and so happy because on YouTube, I cannot go there. I don't see people. They can write, but in that group, I'm like, I see them play. It's not me. It's them. Play, learn, exchange, and sometimes like, we had a vaudeville meeting in France in Paris, and there were like 10, and they went to the uh, Major Pigalle, one of the, the last uh, musician's store uh, who is specialized in harmonica in Paris. And then they went to see a jam, and they went to that place, uh, L'Utopia, who uh, is a really special place where uh, Gigi Milto and uh, kind of worked to do a harmonica community. Mm-hmm in France and then uh, Greg slap when they're to, to teach and everything. So there's a life. Other than just play at your house that I kind of try mm-hmm. to stimulate,
0: Do but you know yeah. <laughs> I, I will link up your Facebook group because uh, it, it is a fantastic resource uh, um, but it's quite funny that you're you you you're pushing people to go outside I was the complete mm. opposite <laughs> when I started playing I you couldn't get me to go inside because I was scared that my housemates would hear me play so I used to go and sit on the roof so that no one would hear me
1: <laughs> yeah that's I mean it's it, it, I understand because we, we're the more we get older, the less we accept to be uh, bad, yeah. to uh, be uh, not productive. Or we get f- we kind of get some ease in some uh, specific field and we get kind of get used of being good in something. So that's why we stop going in other places and start again to being bad and need to work a bit and have all the discovery. But it's so, so much fun to be bad uh and and work on that mm-hmm. for years i uh each year i i learn a new instrument just to go back in the oh yeah i play like shit. i don't understand i'm not good oh yeah my finger don't respond oh i cannot play this even a sound that instrument mm-hmm. won't allow me to play a sound because i need to work and each time i kind of get some victory i'm like oh yeah one note today whoa after one month i can play one note wow <laughs> And then when you play your song, the feeling is so, so fun. Such a, so, uh, so yeah.
0: I I think that that's that's a really big deal with adult learners. It's it's getting them kind of comfortable going back to being a child and just experimenting and playing rather than having to get it right. Because I think, you know, society makes us, tells us that we have to get everything right and you can't make mistakes and that's bad. But actually, that's how you learn. You, you make mistakes as, as much as possible. And every mistake is, is a way to learn something.
1: Yeah. And, and in some points, society kind of lies to us because there's a big trick. Everybody's going to tell you, you're going to learn from your mistake. It's good, man, to do mistakes. You're going to learn from them. When the first mistake you do is like, oh, you're going to lose some point. Oh, you're going to fail that exam. Oh, you're gonna go out of the class because you did a mistake. Oh, you're gonna get kicked out of your job because you did a mistake. But it's great to do mistake. Do yeah. mistake. <laughs> and people are kind of like, no, 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 no more mistake. And you're like, in music, that's the best way to do mistake, and especially for improvisation. There's no mistake. Mm-hmm. There's just no mistake possible. You need to work hard to do a mistake because if something sounds weird, just get they're all on the right they the all on the left or just draw instead of blowing and oh surprise the mistake is gone mm-hmm. and because it's not recorded you don't give a crap that's such a great feeling to play anything and sometimes magic happens, and you're like i cannot do it again and that's perfect but if there's a mistake that's perfect i'm not sure i can do it again and that's perfect too so that's the big difference of giving you the chance to do mistake and in music it's for me it's really important but you're right the more we grow the more we kind of get in our mind that we shouldn't do mistake and it's dangerous and what people are going to think about you and oh my god and yeah
0: it's fun to do mistake Definitely, definitely. Uh, well, Benjamin, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for for agreeing to to do this with me. Uh, I've I've had a lot of fun. Uh, one thing that I'll say for people listening, um, Benjamin uh, mentioned a bunch of interesting players and um the facebook group and uh, and also his channel and things so i'll I'll be linking all of those things up in the show notes so please go and check them out uh definitely go and check out uh the youtube lessons i think that'll get you really excited about checking out more of his stuff uh one thing i wanted to ask you because when i was kind of prepping for this i found it quite hard to to find exactly what your musical projects are uh so do you want to do you want to tell us just briefly where we can listen to some of your playing as well
1: yeah, of well, I got different project that you... Maybe Gadgy Gadjo would be the more album that I play all over the song. Sometimes it's chord harmonica, uh, jaw harp, bass harmonica, diatonic, chromatic. So you're going to have guitar. I, I go over different instruments. And it's one of my band who was so much fun to play with those people because all the musicians are great. So Gadgy Gadjo, kind of a mix of East European influence with other style because everybody has his background in that band. Uh, then, if you want to listen to Po, P-O, accent circumflex, H. Okay. Uh, it's a harmonica duo, and we did some Friday groove each week for a while, so you can see different fun 15-second, 30-second groove. Uh, I got Tusk, T-O-U-S-K, with a modern traditional influence uh, band, a trio with a double bass violin who sing and me with different instrument again. Uh, and if not, you, you can go see the project that I kind of participate. There's Maz, there's uh, It. I, I kind of go everywhere. That, that's a problem and a great thing for me. I, I kind of love contemporary music. I love blues. I love jazz. I definitely love traditional Quebecois music because is from where I live, mm-hmm. and there's a big community around that. And uh, then, if you want to know more, just look at my thing and or ask me. <laughs> Send me something, and I'm gonna give you some link or anything.
0: Very cool. Oh, well, I'll. I'll, I'll... Put put all the contact details. Don't worry, I won't. I won't put your email address out there. Uh, So otherwise, you'll get get all the crazies. I'm I'm only joking. We don't have crazy people listening to the podcast. No, of course not. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been absolutely awesome. And uh, hopefully, we can hang out some more. And maybe can I say something before we finish? Of course,
1: man. Thank you so much for what you're doing. You work hard. You're a teacher who so much people love, and even in French, people talk about you in great, great pleasure and honor. Uh, you met up with other harmonica players that I love. Uh, uh, P.T. Gazelle who was here yesterday live that I listened Who kind of speak of him, uh, Joe Felisco, Jason Ritchie, Roly Platt, uh, Will while all, all the players that you, you kind of uh, asked to come were, for me, big influence. And for the harmonica world, uh, Brandon Power, dude. Yeah. So you're teaching, you're inspiring, you're playing. I I I want to hear you more. That's maybe the thing that I I need to find more of your project online and you can give me some link. Yeah. That's going to be the exchange, but just thank you, man, because you work hard and you need to have some Back, feedback of how the people pass out of you, and you're an important people for me and for a lot of people.
0: Oh, wow! Well, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate that. That's very, very kind. And, uh, and likewise, I, I love your stuff, uh, which is why it's an absolute pleasure to get you here today. All right, I hope we can do this again soon, and I hope we can do it in person as well. We can actually uh, get the harmonicas out and uh, some guitars and jam. And jam. Yeah, <laughs> all right, take cool. it easy. Take care, man. Happy harping. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of my harmonica podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your podcast service of choice. And if you're ready to take your harmonica playing to the next level, then you should check out my online harmonica school over at tomlinharmonicaschool.com. Happy harping!